Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hi there and welcome to Ticket for One, the podcast that celebrates female solo travel. My name is Kate Wills, I'm a travel journalist and each week I'm going to be speaking to a woman who inspires me about her adventures alone. Today's guest is the chef and food writer Melissa Hemsley. Melissa began her career as a private chef with her older sister Jasmine, cooking and delivering nourishing meals for actors, models and pop stars like Take That. A column in Vogue soon followed, and the Hemsley sisters' debut cookbook, The Art of Eating Well, became a bestseller in 2014, and knocked established chefs like Jamie Oliver and Mary Berry off the top spot. Melissa and Jasmine went on to write another cookbook together, opened a cafe in Selfridges, and starred in their own Channel 4 TV show. So if you've ever made bone broth, or thought about spiralising some courgette, the Hemsley sisters are the ones to thank. Melissa's solo books have included Eat Happy which tapped into the link between food and mental health, and Eat Green, which chimes with Melissa's passion for planet-friendly, waste-free eating. In 2019, she launched the Sustainability Sessions, a series of community panel discussions which range from plastic pollution to how to travel with an environmental conscience. I actually recorded this chat with Melissa before the lockdown, which meant that we could meet in person at my house and travelling freely was still on the cards. Remember those days? Anyway, I kick things off by asking Melissa how her travels have inspired the way she cooks. Kate, thank you so much <laughs> for welcoming me thank with you. a hot cross bun, three different beverages. <laughs> I'm so I like a to variety be here. of beverages. I've had a at cold, refreshing. Aww. I've had a hot one. I just, it's just lovely. We should move on to booze next. We should. <laughs> What's How long have you got? Little tipple. <laughs> it's lovely to be here. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> um, I've already forgotten your question. It was. Inspired. I'm inspired. Yeah, travelling. How has it inspired your cooking and the way you eat? Just, just honestly, even just travelling around, I mean, London, even travelling from one end of London to another is inspiring. Just popping into anyone's house. I mean, just getting outside your own front door is an inspiration and actually even being in your own house I get inspired I mean is it wrong to say I get inspired by myself yeah I mean I get inspired by my own cupboards you know sometimes through force of habit you've only got what's left and that totally inspires you to do something else or you go into a shop I like going to a shop and looking for one thing and then if something just captures my eye I'll go I don't know what I'm going to do with it but I'll do something with it at some point or whenever people bring me back things from their trips they always I feel quite lucky people always that I found this 
cool spice mix or this weird looking pepper that you know weird as in it doesn't look like the pepper we're used to it's it's white or it's pink or it's red and I've loads of, of that kind of good stuff so yeah it is a massive inspiration and when I think about traveling and the fact that maybe we should travel a bit less it makes me deeply sad um, but I know it's important to to limit but yeah it is I, I kind of wish I'd got more traveling done and more slow travel done in my lifetime and now I'll just you know commit to slow travel much exactly. more slow travel that's the way forward you did an amazing trip to Sri Lanka recently where the food just looked incredible did you bring some things home from that I did so funny actually I broke open a packet yesterday I went to the tea trails and in sort of more north and then I went to took a train uh went south Weligama, the Wild Coast Lodge, went on a safari. I've never been. Have you been on a safari? I've never, it's never incredible, been. isn't it? It's like hard to even describe heart, to people. Like heart in your throat. And then it, it feels like in a weird way you're watching a movie. And then yeah. you just go, no, 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 I'm not watching, you know, high definition. <laughs> watching David Attenborough. This yeah. is really happening. Yeah. And, you know, everyone wants to try and do David Attenborough's voice as, <laughs> as, as the, the, we, we watch a monkey grooming itself. And everyone like tries to do the voice. Um on the last day we I remember we turned up at a spice market and then it started raining and I was we were trying to scoop spices or someone was scooping spices for us so we all just stood there giggling and trying not to get wet and everyone just threw sheeting over all the spices and everyone waited it out and it was actually quite fun just waiting for the for the rain to stop because that's when we started chatting and I bought loads back. I had to package my spices up, like rolled them in bags and like some tracky bees. Cause I was like, if this explodes, now, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be, it's going to be, um, it's going to be sad to lose it all. I would have to just dust my clothes oh, off no, of cardamom just be, and just straight into the saucepan. Sniffing of curry. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. But I, I'd literally, you know, like I'd shake it off into the pot or a baking tray. I wouldn't waste it. Are you good at eating adventurous things when you're traveling? I'm always conscious with meat mm, <laughs> I'm always I just I just think I, I, I'm someone that eats meat when I know where it's come from yeah so I prefer in in England too you know at home too I just I'd rather go to the butcher and buy my own meat but often you know when in Sri Lanka I don't think I I don't think I even ate any meat when I was in Sri Lanka we just ate so many delicious vegetables mm. am I adventurous I'm not that adventurous with chili Okay, As I'm getting older, I'm getting ever. more, more really? sensitive. How's your chili level? Threshold. Threshold. Yeah, I actually feel like it's getting better. I used to be oh. terrible. And then a trip to India, just I had no I option. I should have said a trip to the loo. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too, when I was in India. Well, yeah. Both of those It's the double burn. Um, because your mum is from the Philippines, yes. right? And there are, I've been there and there are a couple of culinary traditional foods there which are a little bit on the strange well side. you you may even know filipino food more oh. than me because when i've been to the philippines and i've only been twice in my life sadly once when i was four and then uh two years ago i wouldn't have remembered my four-year-old trip but this trip i did a week uh traveling around and then a few days with my mom's family so i ate the food that but, it, but even that was crazy because I, I was eating food that my mum brought me up on in Kingston upon Thames <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kingston yeah. we, we both sort of grew up in a similar area <laughs> and then in um you know German army barracks so my mum would make her childhood Filipino dishes but use ingredients she could get in Germany or Kingston so I'm eating those same dishes cooked by her sisters in the Philippines she didn't come with us on the trip and it tastes so different but also sort of weirdly familiar weirdly familiar but different in the same way that you could get you know if you had two grannies your granny would cook a roast differently from another granny I'm sure but um 
there's quite a few dishes that I that I loved did hated as a child and love now but Filipino food's very interesting because it was a Spanish colony so for 400 years Philippines the name is from King Philip of Spain and there's Spanish flavors there's bay leaves and tomatoes and loads of garlic and black pepper and then there's a little bit of coconut milk not as much as in say Thailand or or or, or South Southeast Asian and lots of fish sauce and something called bagaung which I think probably like really stinky fermented fish yes. you know things that don't smell great mm. are actually unbelievably delicious when used with the slightest of hand in a dish yeah. to add depth and they've also got a lot of American influences true from the true war, haven't they so lots of condensed milk yes and... oh they've got a sweet tooth Filipinos yeah the thing I ate that was really quite weird was a sort of fertilized egg do you know about this delicacy yeah and the more fertilized it is, apparently, like the more prized it is. So it's kind of like a sort of raw chicken embryo inside oh, an egg. I just the gas where you serve. Like, yeah, it, I mean, I'm always up for trying these things, but that was a little bit beyond my. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I wouldn't do. You're, you're right. Like, if someone offered it to me, I wouldn't ever say no. I'm thinking about when I went to I went to Kenya with the Fair Trade Foundation, and oh my god, you know, what I thought it was so delicious. They did um. They did a, I think they did like a mutton stew that was, they had been cooking for two days and it was sensational and lovely and the, it was more broth than anything else, but it was, it was the simmering of it. But what I loved in Kenya, because we were with fair trade farmers and crucially we were with this project called Women in Coffee Project. So up until about 10 years ago, women did most of the farm work and brought up all the kids and didn't own any aspect of the coffee bushes and didn't get paid and then uh to keep try and keep restore some peace because there'd be instances of um men hiring security bodyguards to protect them on payday because the women would be like share the money for your kids obviously generally speaking here so one person gave their wife some coffee bushes some coffee trees and the yield was like 10 times what his was and that's really been um replicated anyway so we would we would watch them pick and they would sing as they pick and it was beautiful and back-breaking work as well and then they would go and cook lunch and they would have cooked breakfast that morning they would have got the kids off school and what I loved the most was they had just all their local greens that they would pick as they walked back from the coffee bushes back home and just loads of fresh greens simmered with loads of um garlic and just beautiful and taste tastes like grass in the best possible way it tastes yeah. like it tasted like nature but delicious deeply delicious That's so nice and i remember just saying can i have more of that and they wanted to give me the be- the, the meat stew they were like well don't you want more meat yes well the meat is lovely but like i'm loving your greens they were like it's very simple i was like i love that what a nice memory of a trip really as well nice. food can be so good yeah evoking yeah. a place And I'm so glad that you came on the podcast today because like many people, you were saying the only time you've really traveled by yourself has been when you've been traveling for work. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you found being alone and abroad. Like, is it an experience you like? Well, it's funny because when I was chatting to you about this, I was thinking, and it's so weird. You know, when you said to me, do you want to come on? I was like, yep. I had been weirdly talking about solo travel with someone and they said they absolutely loved it and it was their favourite thing to do and they said that even when they go away with other people they always carve out a few hours for them especially if they're on a trip with for a wedding or something like when it's hectic and everyone's in your face they go and have like just go and sit and have a drink or literally just 
F off and go and get a book and just yeah. get away from it all. And I think that's really important. It makes you appreciate, because sometimes it is intense, even going with with your lover or your best friend. But I then remembered, I have done some solo traveling. Oh, good for you. I mean, my brain's going yeah. to 34. <laughs> when I was 18, we went to the same school, didn't we? We went to an intense, very academic school. Uh, I only went for the last two years and I had a bit of a confidence crisis when I was there. I wanted to be a doctor. Then at 17, I think I realized that if I was honest with myself, I could have probably got the grades, but I definitely didn't. I, I somehow worked out. I was, I felt I wasn't emotionally strong enough or I was worried I wouldn't be emotionally strong enough to be in the medical profession. And I didn't feel like I had thick enough skin. I felt, I just, something told me it wasn't right. And actually looking back, I think a lot of it was fear. And I wish maybe I had talked to someone and let them say, well, actually maybe your sensitivity will be an amazing thing and your strength yeah. is something that you can grow. Anyway, so then I had to rethink uni. So then I took a year off and literally the day I finished my A-levels, so I was 18 because I was old for the year. I started working for a shoe company and they were an ethical shoe company and they were a tiny little company. And I started interning basically for, for a week. I helped them. And then I went, actually, I'm quite good at this. Can I have a job? They were like, sure. There's about four people in the company. And within a year, I became the brand manager. So I'm 19. I'm the brand did. manager, You're such right? An <laughs> but then guess what I had to do? I had to fly to Las Vegas, where they have massive um, trade, show. trade shows. Okay. Exactly. Wow. There was one called Fanny oh. in New York that I had to go to. There was one in Vegas. There was some in Middle America. And I had to go. And of course, I'm like 19. I can't drink. I can't go to clubs. So I'm probably the ideal worker because these yeah. things could get pretty messy. But I used to get on plane. I mean, I actually, it's probably very quite disgusting how much flights I got on, but... I would fly to Vegas by myself. I wouldn't tell my mum. <laughs> she would think I'd be working in London Bridge. What, because she would have been worried? Yeah, she'd have been worried. Yeah. And actually, Aww. when I think about it, if I had a 19-year-old daughter, but I, I did. I, but interestingly, I've become a lot more nervous. And you know this about me, my anxiety. I look back and I go, wow, that was amazing. And, you know, I didn't earn very much. And sometimes I'd be without money or phone credit. Really? <laughs> I, I, yeah, quite a few times I'd, I'd be having to like call on a hotel phone and be like, can you wire some money into my bank Aww. to my boss? It was probably slightly irresponsible of him, but he was amazing. So I have done it. And I remember now you've got me, all those sort of juicy memories are coming back. It was great fun. Yeah, you're kind of more fearless, I think, when yeah. you're at that age. It's with yeah. age that you sort of I used to sit in restaurants for myself at the bar. Right, so Great cool. Fun. I love doing So that. I want to do more of that. And you've inspired me. Coming on your podcast inspired Good. me. Good. I'm really glad to hear that. What What kind of trip do you think you might like to do alone? Do you think you'd be kind of like a yoga retreat, wellness sort of person? Or maybe something around food? I think that. I think, well, one thing I've always thought I'd like to do is go and... I don't know if this exists or if I just would plot it out myself. Go somewhere. It could be anywhere. I'm not fussed. Just go and live in someone's room and the mum of the house or the dad. Let's hope there's some dad, you know, some some like mamas and dads that could teach me their family recipes and I could cotch there for three days, learn, That's help out idea. and then move on to the next place. That's a TV show. <laughs> you need to fix that. <laughs> that idea any tv exec listening to kate wills i'd like to do that but that's if anyone ever asked me like what's your what's your food style i'd be like it would be like mum's cooking like i cook food that my mum grew up on filipino style i cook food that other people's mums in england grew up on 
I just I, they're the best people to learn from I don't learn how to cook from from um, cookbooks mm. you just want to go to someone's mum's house it's the best I mean way. I should say it, you know it could be dads too but yeah. in my experience I've, I haven't met that many men who cook yeah it's always the mama isn't it mm. the maybe that will change in the next generation hopefully mm-hmm. it seems like it is and that and that's actually a really nice way of preserving those traditions because otherwise those recipes kind of die out yeah. it's like the next generation don't yeah. have the time that's a great idea hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What kind of traveller would you say you are? Are you very organised? Yeah. <laughs> very, very anxious. Does that mean, does that make you quite organised then actually? Or are you more going with the flow? No, I am not going with the flow. That's what I just said about my, my ideal travel. I'd maybe cotch for, here's me being yeah. like, I'd cotch for a bit then I'd move on. Yeah. Absolutely not. That's not me. I'd have to freak out about every second of the trip. I'm not, I'm a very anxious, I'm just an anxious person. And, you know, maybe the travel could help with that. You know, a few things need to go a bit wrong every now and then. Maybe the more I did that, and actually I think that's why I'm excited to embrace more slow travel. You know, like when we were in Sri Lanka and we did the six hour train journey. I mean, I know it's only a six hour train journey compared with flying across the world, but it was a highlight. It was like our best day ever. We were in the carriage with kids coming and going and chatting and sharing food and watching the world go by and we didn't have a tv in the back of a seat to watch we were, yeah. we were absorbing we were actually so so i'm excited about slow travel and maybe that in, in turn will help me because i think a, one of the reasons i'm an anxious traveler is you know airport the energy in airports the security the energy the rules what are your tips yeah, for relaxing? Nice have you got a good in. checklist? Have you, have you got? Is there a Kate Wills checklist? 
for packing. You know what? How do you pack? I really have it down to a fine art now. Like I'm so streamlined when I go to the airport that actually it's difficult for me to travel with other people. Especially you get people frustrated. Yeah, I get really frustrated. You know, like just just little things like, you know, having the stuff you need to take out of your hand luggage at the top yeah. or like in a compartment so yeah. you're not like upending your whole case. Rooting. Yeah. Pig searching for a truffle, that's me. Big difference. Um, and then I don't try and like, you know, some people go mad, like trying to like take off all these like duty free items and buy those things. I just sit myself down. I like scout out the best restaurant, just yeah. sit myself down, have a really like big luxurious dinner. Yeah. And then I just fall asleep on the plane. Just like that. Yeah. No gin and tonic? <laughs> Sometimes or a glass of red wine. Like yeah. before I get on the plane, I never drink on the plane actually because it's so dehydrating. Um, so yeah, just have a really big carby meal yeah. and then you're just out cold Do on the plane. get into some PJs? Yeah, I actually travel in Kashmir tracksuit bottoms from yeah, Marks and Spencer. Honestly, they're the best thing ever, especially if you work at home. Mm. Kashmir tracksuit bottoms. I like your hoodie Traveling today. Or, yeah. Oh, that hoodie the knows, there's no it's hood. actually a jumpsuit. <sighs> Very nice. Yeah. Jumpsuits aren't actually a great travel thing because of the toilet situation. Oh, God. But um, <laughs> do you have like a nice spray for your face? Yeah. Like an, there's a thing called altitude oil. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Love That's that my favourite thing. Isn't it great? Yeah. So that is an essential. And also um, a Tempur-Pedic eye mask. You know, like Tempur-Pedic, the mattresses? Yes. They do an eye mask, which is oh like strapping a pillow to your face. Is it ugly or is it attractive? Oh, it's ridiculously ugly. What do you yeah. show to me when we finish? <laughs> I want to see your Tempur-Pedic. You what a word, Tempur-Pedic. What do you always pack? Are there things that you like Similar. To I love my altitude oil. I it's love, I love Annie de Mamiel. What, what do I travel with? I think, I think I'm an overachiever. So I, I pack the books I meant to write, uh, read. <laughs> I pack notebooks <laughs> with all the new book ideas I'm going to have. I like get that's so excited so about, and then I think about all the movies I'm going to squeeze in, but that's not the point, is it? To squeeze in loads of movies and. Yeah, I think it can be. It can For some be. people, it's like the only time they're off their phone is like on the plane. Mm. So they're getting mm. all this stuff done. I'm quite a I'm quite a weir so mm. I spent quite a lot of a long haul flight just getting up for a wee <laughs> jumpsuits won't be for you no nowadays. not jumpsuits for me <laughs> I'm just trying to think about what what I could do to be a bit more you at an airport <laughs> and, and do you really hate them that much yeah. are they the most anxiety inducing yeah. part of it for oh you? yeah 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 interesting but interestingly I'm the same on a train so I told you I was on yeah. I got on four trains yesterday and it's weird I always think I've got the wrong ticket there must be some sort of psychological moment that happened, some sort of trauma. Yeah. That because even if I check it 12, sometimes, honestly, I'm not joking. I um, will turn to a stranger sitting next to me and be like, can you just look at my ticket? Because I, I, I get this fear that, I'm, that I'm, I've either got the wrong ticket or I'm heading on the wrong direction. Uh, a girl got on the train with me. She had all her, her luggage and she was like, is this going to Gatwick? I was like, oh my God, I don't know. I just know that it's going to wherever I was going. And then we're on there. She's like, oh no, it's not going to Gatwick. And I was, oh, no. my stomach dropped. I started sweating. I was like, oh my God. And it was one of those fast ones where she couldn't even get off at the next stop. And in the end they went, this is going to Gatwick. Oh. And we both, I mean, I almost burst into tears. So I literally really. like, we, we oh. like sort of slightly awkwardly like patted each other's shoulders. She was like, thanks for caring for me. But I was like, I just, oh, I just worry like that. Oh, that's so nice that you like that. But I bet <clears> that actually makes you a really good traveler in a lot of ways because anxiety can actually be make you like really efficient really well planned like you know you've probably thought about all these outcomes you thought about every outcome mm. going what's wrong. the worst thing well I, I would like to know what is the 
what's an outcome that's gone oh, wrong for you? God, so many. Really? Yeah. Are I mean, we going to be able to, you know, to start. read about them at some I mean, point? Like, I, I think it's because I am quite go with the flow that yeah. like, terrible things happen. But the worst is probably when I went to China yeah. on a work trip, I was four days later than the other journalist because I hadn't realised you needed a visa. So mistake number one. So then I had to get an emergency Chinese visa. What part of China did you go to? Landed in Beijing. Right. They were like, okay, you just need to meet us at Chaofing restaurant. I was like, okay, got it, Chaofing. Obviously, I get to the main railway station. Everything's in Chinese, understandably. Nobody speaks any English. Police, hotels, everywhere I try and ask for direction thing, they're just like, no. To make matters worse, I don't have any money because I managed to get out Japanese yen rather than Chinese yuan. How did you manage that? I just was in a rush going through the airport. So I couldn't even buy like a water. My card didn't work. My phone didn't work. It was like a real low Okay, point. okay. So, you know, things like so that. what happened? Did you if feel I panic? Just, I, oh, no, do? I was in total panic mode. Did you, did you I was like teary? crying. Oh, and, man. Yeah. And yeah. plus I just got off this really long flight. Yeah. So I was yeah. completely discombobulated. If I just relaxed, I probably would have realised that probably quite likely to spot 12 white people in a station full of Chinese people. So obviously when the group of journalists just like sauntered out the restaurant. Where, did you run over to them? Yeah, and they must just thought I was completely crazy this is their first time meeting me I was like crying and then like can I borrow money because I don't (laughs) not a good start what's the worst thing that's happened to you or the most challenging thing I should say have you had any dicey moments were you just so well prepped that nothing goes wrong I don't think anything nothing terrible has happened I've obviously had a bad tummy in unfortunate places before which is always good fun no, nothing has gone wrong. That's Maybe that's what I'm waiting so, for. Yeah. I'm anxious. I'm yeah. like, something's got to go wrong. I've Don't prepared myself that. for it. Let's talk about sustainable travel because yes. I know that that's a subject really close to your heart and mine too. What are some of the things that you've kind of learned from your sustainability sessions and been able to implement? Yeah, well, there's a wonderful lady who we know, isn't it? Juliet Kinsman, who talks about positive impact traveling, which is to appreciate that tourism is incredibly important for a lot of countries i think to start with what a complex issue is it is and i don't know if the absolute best thing we could do would be to never set foot outside of a radius a short small radius of our homes but like we started off by saying how inspiring travel is and important to us but the fact that we could definitely collectively cut down the negative sides of it and up the positive side so she talks about positive impact travel which I like so she talks about researching working out what accommodation you could book that would directly affect the local community how you could spend your money so in Sri Lanka we had a local tour guide and we were thinking about going out on a boat but we just there was too much do you know what this is a tip I would like it's not trying not to cram too many fun things in right that's such a good tip um so should we go yeah do less because the boat ride was was potential whale watching which sounded amazing but it was 5 30 in the morning and I think we'd got in really we were getting in really late and I just thought I can't do that I don't want to be knackered and I'm a grumpy knackered person Mm -hmm. so in the end we said okay well let's do something with these people that are really fun and nice and we went on a it was supposed to be a two till 6 p.m. bike ride around the local villages. But it got to about one and I was like, called them up. I was like, um, it's very hot, isn't it? I, was like, I don't think I can ride a bike at two o'clock. I'm so sorry. Can we make it 3.30? And they just laughed at me. Oh. And I was like, honestly, I'm very sweat. I'm incredible. Like, did I not just even turn up at yours dripping with sweat? And it's really cold outside. So 
it got to three three o'clock we went tried out the bikes and they took us cycling and he was like this is where i live and we cycled and cycled for about two and a half three hours and he took us through pepper fields and past pineapple trees cinnamon bushes and it just was fragrant and gorgeous and rice fields and kids waving and we stopped stopping to chat with people in the evening uh, the buddhist temple people would come out they were picking flowers to go and offer there was no we didn't see anyone on cars we didn't see any other tourists and it was quite possibly one of the magic most magical bits so sorry i'm slightly going off topic but spending money and time with people that you know i that money was going to him and his friend that ran the business and then slow travel which we touched on i'm so if i see an article about slow travel which i know you're bang on that's the stuff i save and share and that's what i want to learn about interesting train also things that you can do to volunteer while you're there in a non wanky way basically not oh i'm gonna come and do something for two hours and it actually maybe has cost them more resource to organize that for you yeah so i'm interested in things like that where you can give something back don't say yeah make a real difference but actually do something positive and go and learn and you know i went on that fair trade trip to kenya two years ago and they said do you want to go on another trip and i'm slightly torn because it enabled me so much to if to meet the farmers and to see what they how they live and what they do to make coffee has completely changed the way that I can talk about coffee and fair trade now. So was that trip worth it? I think it was based on how many people I can maybe help affect a change towards the next time they get the shopping baskets out. But I, I feel deeply conflicted. Yeah, it's a difficult one. When we were talking about staycations yeah. as well, weren't we? And the Silly yeah. Isles. Yeah. And just discovering... That's my next trip. Yeah, is it? Yeah. I'll be going there. What do you love about it there? Well, I mean, this will only be my second trip. I just, I loved that I could travel there in a slow way. I loved that it, I had never even heard of it a year and a half ago. I mean, that's just, that's a silly thing to say. I loved my ignorance. A silly thing to do. <laughs> I, I loved the, um, the businesses and there was one family that I totally fell in love with. The parents had a flower business and then with the rise in flowers being important from Holland and elsewhere their business went down so then they started using their flowers and roses and lavender to make essential oils then they started really so they had beautiful uh, hand lotions and soaps then their son Aiden set up all on the same fields they just sort of carved up the fields he then started making gin then he had orch- he has orchards he made apples so wow. so entrepreneurial family and then so I love all that and the food is beautiful and that's how I discovered them because I had, oh, actually, I know it was my editor. I was writing a piece for Vogue about, um, I write columns for them on, you know, what, what could you do over half term to get in touch with nature? You know, growing up sand kids are like, like what fun things could you do that are different? And I'd asked someone if they knew about any food festivals and my editor said, have you ever been to the Silly Isles? I was like, no. And when we talked that you're referring to you must know how many islands are there as part of the uk oh god i've got no idea <laughs> we'll google it in a minute yeah, shall we we'll, i bet there's loads there's loads and then there's i've never been to isle of sky or the scottish I was just ones say those shetland islands yeah in scotland and have you been to amazing. them i haven't they're oh really god. on my list that, that's my list yeah Big is that time. that was going to be my next question i mean a train up to like a lovely slow yes, a train sleeper up sleeper to up. have you done the sleepers then, no yeah the only thing is i don't think the sleepers take dogs Oh, Nelly. It might be different now. Melissa's got a lovely staffie yeah. called Nelly. And she's my world. And she, I want to say to people, she's 
so well behaved. Like Nelly's been going to restaurants and on the tube <laughs> since she was two months old. Oh, she's so good. She is a well-traveled um, doggy. She, yeah, she's she's so gentle, and she, you know she doesn't have accidents. Uh, unlike me, yes, as I exactly. told you. <laughs> She's a better traveler than you. Much less action. Yeah, yeah, I'm much better, much better toilet trained. Um, oh, so yeah, will I, you I, take her to the silly aisles? Yes, so that's it. That's the, so that's another reason they love dogs on the silly aisles. Like it, and some of them don't have cars. And oh God, I don't know how to say this without sounding really silly, but you know, I I had grandparents, as in my parents had parents, but I only met one one grandparent that was mum's dad and um I met him once when I was four in the Philippines and then he died so I didn't apart from like a, a two-day meeting that I don't even remember I didn't have any older people to 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 look up to and then my dad's died so I don't really have older people in my life and I was silly like a lot of people there are old there's also loads of kids and there's not that many people our age and I just love like you get onto a boat there's like so, so I'll just describe I mean I've only been on I've been on five of the islands you know, there's one main island where you can get lots of boats to the other islands. Otherwise, you're going to have to like hop on other boats or low tides and stuff. So you're all getting on these boats, right? All run by the fishermen. And you wait for everyone to come on. And a lot of people might have walking sticks and everyone's helping each other out. And then people are carrying on dogs and everyone's making room and shuffling over. And everyone's, you know, people pass around like a thermos flask. I mean, it's <laughs> literally amazing. And then people start chatting to you and you chat the whole entire way. And then you bump into them at the ice cream shop two hours later. And I love that and I crave that. And it's not superficial small talk. It's like really nice chats and people have been going there for 50 years, you know, like twice a year. And they're like, you're torn between not wanting to tell people to go. Yes, exactly. To you ought to keep it to yourself. You, can't, you just can't be selfish about nice things like that, that can you? It's really special. Mm. Definitely adding that and then, to my and then, and then you fall asleep like that air just oh, knocks you out that's so it's yeah. lovely amazing wow thank you so much for sharing is that the end that's, that's the end oh no oh, so oh i loved it <laughs> thank you so oh, much for it's an honor on. to be on your podcast it's been a pleasure thanks thank Melissa. you Melissa is such a warm and enthusiastic presence and our chat has definitely made me want to explore the Isles of Scilly as soon as possible. In case you were wondering, there are 136 permanently inhabited islands in the British Isles. But if you're including islands which aren't inhabited, are less than half an acre or are only accessible at high tide, then there could be as many as 6,000. Sustainable slow travel is something that I've been trying to do more for a while. And obviously with COVID-19 and the lockdown, I think that's made all of us reassess how we travel and the impact it has on the planet. But if you are still planning on jetting off abroad, here are my top three tips for making it as sustainable as possible. The first thing is just to slow everything down. If you resist the pressure to see everything in one trip and spend a bit longer getting there instead, you can really lower your carbon footprint. And these days, travelling by train or boat doesn't have to mean compromising on style. The newly revamped Caledonian sleeper between London and Scotland has double rooms with en-suites and eggs royale at breakfast. I've also heard about a wooden sailing ship in Indonesia, which is called the Silalona, which Gwyneth Paltrow chartered for her family holidays, which looks amazing. 
The other thing you can do is to opt for eco-friendly accommodation. Lots of hotels now call themselves eco-lodges without the sustainability credentials to back it up. So it's really important to look beyond the greenwashing that you get and choose a hotel that really does give something back to the environment. The Scarlet Hotel in Cornwall, for example, has really sustainable practices in place. It's got a sea thrift planted roof which attracts insects, a natural chemical free swimming pool and uses recycled plastic bottles. Spending a few days or even a few hours of your trip volunteering for a local project is a really memorable way to not only enhance a destination but also feel like you're giving something back to the community. There are now loads of different tour operators who will team you up with volunteering experiences and there are also hotels that specialise in this. There's one called Lapuas Rios in Costa Rica where guests are invited to read with students of a nearby primary school which is also funded by the hotel And you can even contribute to a reforestation programme by planting a little seedling in a rainforest that they have there. That's all from me. Thank you so much for listening to Ticket for One. I'll be back next week or you can follow me on Instagram at KateWillsWrites. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate and review it as it really helps people to find it. And also share your questions and experiences of solo travel with me by emailing ticketforonepodcast at gmail.com. I hope to see you next week and goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.